We know they've been out for uh, the last two or three weeks, and and we we've done what we can without them. But we're glad to have them back. Our uh, lesson for this morning continues our series on being more like Jesus, and I've got several lessons in mind that I can do uh, in regard to this theme. But basically, what we're doing uh, for this month and maybe me a little bit longer is we're looking at the life of Jesus. We're looking at some different aspects of Jesus that we can try to learn from. Things that we need to learn from. And so today's lesson is going to be on the compassion of Jesus. It's important that as Christians that we learn to show compassion. Even today we have already been given an opportunity as a congregation to show compassion. We had a family that came and they were in need of, of some things and so we were able to, to give them out of our benevolence pantry uh, some of the food that we had stored just for that purpose. We were able to show compassion. We, we invited them in. We invited them to stay. and They chose not to. But we had an opportunity to show compassion. And I'm very pleased with, with how we handled that situation. We are given many opportunities to show compassion. And sometimes we may not be fully able to supply the need that, that is at hand. But what we can give, we give. And, and we need to do that. In other situations, maybe it's just seeing someone that's in need. And, and maybe praying with them and things of that nature. I recently uh, saw a, a video that I thought was very interesting. Uh, the preacher of a, a church, he decided to dress up as a homeless man. And he sat in the doorway of the church. As people were, were coming in and out, he was sitting there. And many of the members of the congregation stopped and and said something to him, maybe offered him food or water or something to drink, and invited him to come in and offered to pray with him. And, and the, the way that they handled it, he, he said that he was very proud of that congregation for the way that they showed compassion upon him. We need to be a compassionate people. Jesus was compassionate, and it's important that we learn how to be compassionate from Him. Of the many things that Jesus was or that He did, He taught us in not only His teachings, but also by His example to be compassionate. Compassion is defined as sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Now, Jesus often saw individuals with compassion. And he teaches us to do the same. As a matter of fact, Christianity, the, the, the faith that, that we hold, everything that it is hinged on, is, is, or at least a major portion of what it is hinged on, is our compassion. Compassion is very important. Jesus was perfect in showing compassion. But often we are not. 
But we are not always sympathetic to the needs of others. You know, sometimes we as humans have a tendency to look down on, on people or, or look at them in such a way and, and make a judgment call just based on, on how they appear. We are not always caring in our approach to others' needs. You see, we as Christians, we need this message from God's Word. We need to learn compassion. And not just to be compassionate now and then. Not just to do those things that, that would bring some kind of, of glory or, or, or pride to us. As individuals but we need to be compassionate like Jesus was we need to learn how he was compassionate and then we need to learn how to be compassionate like he was so let's let's do that let's look at at some of the ways that Jesus was compassionate toward others first of all let's look at the example of Christ. It's important that we see his example. If we're going to understand compassion in its fullest, we need to understand the example of Christ and what it means to us. We're going to look at some instances in Scripture that teach us of compassion. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Let's begin reading with verse 35. Matthew 9 and verse 35. Now this is before we get to chapter 10, and chapter 10 is where Jesus sends the 12 out. He, he gives them a charge as, as far as how they are to go into the world and how they are to preach this message of repentance. But before we read that, we read in chapter 9 and verse 35, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus saw many with sickness and disease and, and different kinds of needs and and he met them. He healed them. He had uh, the ability to, to do things that, that no other human being could do. <clears throat> but when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the many people that were thrown about him, it says that he was moved with compassion. He had compassion within his spirit, within his being for these people. Because when he saw them, he saw them not as they were physically, but he saw them in another way. He saw them in comparison to sheep. That they looked like sheep that, that needed a shepherd to guide them. And they did. Israel appeared to Jesus as sheep without shepherds. What happens to sheep 
who are without shepherds. I, I've, I've shared this with you before, I'm sure. I remember a Bible class several years ago. And some of you may remember Jim Puckett. Uh, he was a member at Antioch for a long time. And, and he came to be with us at Science Hill for a while. And I remember uh, he, he used to teach Bible classes. But on this occasion, I think he was just a participant. But anyway, we were talking about sheep. And he was a, a farmer to some degree. He, he had dealt with sheep. And he brought that out in class. And he said, you know, I think sheep are the dumbest animals that ever were. You know, sheep, they, they tend to do what everybody else is doing. They, they follow along with the crowd. They, uh, they go where, where the shepherd leads them. But what would happen to sheep without a shepherd? They, they get scattered. They get lost. They, they, they get destroyed because they're not able to, to stand up against uh, different foes that may come about them, different animals that they may face. And that's how Jesus saw Israel. He looked at the multitudes. He had compassion upon them because they were like sheep without shepherds. They were without true Jewish leadership. Leaders that, that could guide them in the right way. Who were the leaders of the Jews? Now, religiously speaking, we understand them to be the Pharisees. You know, the Pharisees, they knew the law. But we also understand that they were, were often guilty of not keeping the law. In Matthew 23, in verses 1 through 3, we read this. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. So Jesus, in preparing to send out the twelve into the world, into the nation of Israel especially, to, to bring this message of repentance to them, Jesus sent out the twelve with the purpose of sharing his message of repentance to the Jews so that they might return to submission to the leadership of God so they could once again be led by their shepherd. They had forgotten who their shepherd really was. They weren't looking to God as their shepherd. And so they needed a shepherd. And because they were sheep without a shepherd, Jesus had compassion upon those people. Let's look at another instance of compassion. Let's look at the feeding of the 4,000. Matthew chapter 15. In Matthew chapter 15, and beginning with verse 32, Matthew 15 in verse 32. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. 
and a few little fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude, so they all ate and were filled. And they ate, or they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were four thousand men besides women and children. And this is a separate instance from the feeding of the five thousand, but it's very similar in many respects. And I thought it appropriate to use this one instead this time. But as we look at what is being said here and what we're learning from the feeding of the 4,000 is that Jesus had compassion for the physical needs of the people. And this is a little different than what we looked at before because when he looked at the multitudes and saw that they were sheep without shepherds, he looked at their spiritual need. He saw their need for leadership. He saw their need for a shepherd. And he pointed them to God through his disciples. But this time he looks at the physical needs of the people. And he sees that they are hungry. They are in need of food. And should they turn back, should they, they go back into town, they, they, they might not make it back for lack of physical strength. They've been with him three days. To make another three-day journey would be very difficult for them if that was their need. Jesus looked upon the people. He saw their physical needs and he had compassion upon them. And by a miracle, by doing something that no other could do, he fed them. 4,000 men, not including women and children in that number. Let's look at one other instance in Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 11. And here we read of the widow of Nain. In Luke 7 and verse 11, Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up. And began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all and they glorified God saying, A great prophet has risen up among us and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. You see, Jesus had compassion for the grieving widow who had lost her last immediate relative in life. As she'd already lost her husband, she was a widow. And Jesus exhibited his power in raising the dead as an act of compassion.
Jesus was able to do things that, that maybe we can't do. But we also recognize that, that there are things that we can do. We need to have the compassion that Jesus had upon the people. I, I would dare say that, that almost everyone that Jesus looked at, almost everyone that he saw in his time on earth, he looked upon them with compassion. And we need to do the same. But we also recognize that Jesus wasn't just one of those that, that set the example. He taught it also. He, he wasn't one of those that taught and didn't do like the Pharisees were. But again, he set the example. But let's look at the teachings of Christ. Let's begin in Matthew chapter 18. And we'll look at the parable of the two servants. Matthew 18, and beginning with verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a, a hundred denarii, a much less amount than, than what he himself had owed. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. The master was moved with compassion for his servant. The servant, however, failed to have compassion on a fellow servant who owed him a much smaller amount. see, one of the things that we find in Scripture about compassion is that our compassion is to be equal to the compassion shown toward us. If we've been forgiven, we need to be forgiven. We need to be compassionate. We've had a great deal of compassion that has been shown to us by God. 
And we need to be willing also to show compassion to other people. Luke chapter 10. We'll begin reading this time at verse 25. I have a question here. Who is my neighbor? For context sake, we'll pick up with verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise the Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. From the context, I think we can understand that the man that is left for dead is a Jew. And yet a Samaritan is the one that shows compassion toward him. The Samaritans and the Jews didn't get along. As a matter of fact, uh, from what I understand, they would go long ways to go around each other. But yet, the Samaritan was the neighbor. Why? Because he had compassion upon the man who had been left for dead. In Luke chapter 15, we read of three different parables. I won't read all of them, but uh, we'll, we'll look at, at some points here. Luke chapter 15, let's begin reading at verse 4. We read the parable of the lost sheep. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. One sheep of ninety-nine. Uh, one sheep of a hundred. Ninety-nine still left there, but the one sheep had wandered away and the shepherd seeks out the sheep. 
is moved with compassion for the one which is lost. As we look at the lost coin in verses 8 through 10, uh, it's hard to think compassion in that because this is monetary, it's physical, things of a physical nature that are lost. But in verse 10, likewise I say to you, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And in the return of the prodigal son, we read in verses 20 through 24, And he arose and came to his father, and when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be married. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. You see, the father had compassion toward the son that was once lost, but now was found. He saw him. He ran to him. He had compassion on him. That's the kind of compassion that we need to learn, the kind of compassion that we need to show Jesus, or just as Jesus exemplified compassion in his life on earth, just as he taught compassion, Jesus expects us to be compassionate toward others. In John chapter 13, beginning with verse 12, we read of how he washed his disciples' feet. It says in John 13 and verse 12, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again. He said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. We should have such compassion toward one another that we are willing to meet each other's needs when given the opportunity. We should be willing to, metaphorically speaking, wash each other's feet. We are to be servants with the same compassion that Jesus had toward his disciples. The same compassion that he has toward us. And looking at the compassion of Christ, we know the sacrifice that was made for us. Jesus went to the cross for us. He died for us. He offered us forgiveness and spiritual life. The question comes to us 
Are we willing to share Jesus with others? Are we willing to share Jesus and the way that, that we act toward one another? Not just as, as brethren within the church, but even outside of the church. Are we willing to show compassion to those who are in need of it? We have been given so much and yet so often we fail to give in return. Are you a Christian? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins? Have you lived, continued to live a faithful life? Or have you turned away? Have you gone back into the ways of the world? If you're in need of obeying the gospel or if you're in need of repenting, whatever your need may be, if there is some way that we as your brethren can help you, show compassion toward you, we want to do that. We'd be glad to help you full. Respond to the Lord's invitation. Let's see how we stand and as we sing.